have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the alleged Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> you can't prove that? I know, well, Glenn, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, I've never asked for your identification. Mm-hmm. How do I even know you're, who you purport to be? We just got to take it on faith, Brian. Well, <laughs> I don't think that'll, that'll uh, fly in a court of law, Glenn. Gotta have faith, faith, faith. <laughs> I gotta have faith. Baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that one's for free. <laughs> uh, and speaking of free, mm-hmm. we are co-founders of a site called gentleman.com. Uh, gentleman.com is a free and wonderful uh, playground. An internet utopia. Our website is a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun little place to go over and uh, you can uh, peruse some links you can learn that are educational in nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can learn some stuff. You can laugh a little. Mm-hmm. You can love a little. Mm-hmm. You can live a little on gentleman.com. <laughs> Lord knows I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can experience all the human emotions, really. All in a day's work. I think I have today. Yeah. Uh, anyway, with, so uh, hop on over to gentleman.com. You can check out some uh, cool stuff that'll that'll catch your, catch your hopefully catch your fancy. Mm. And uh, once you've done that, uh, you're in good shape. You're feeling pretty good. You might want to de- dive in a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Head over the deep end. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the shallow part mm-hmm. of the pool right now. you got to wade on out there. That's right. Throw caution to the wind. And go over to podcast.gentleman.com where you can uh, check out 155 previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. You can listen to them in succession if you want to. In fact, we do require it. Yeah, it's not just recommended. No, now now that you've now that you're listening to this podcast, you are on the hook for listening to the the other 155 previous episodes. Uh, it's just some. It's just a thing we slipped into the terms of service. On the yeah, website. exactly. And um, you know the the funny thing was, Glenn. I I was listening to the uh, I was listening to my my phone. You know how in the cars these days you don't really listen to the radio? <laughs> yeah. You listen to your phone? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a nice modern gentleman. Right. You know? And so I was listening to my phone and uh, I think it was just set to random or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then somehow the very first episodes of the Gentleman Podcast came up. Oh no. Uh, it was like the next song. It was like, uh, it was Zanzibar by Billy Joel, which I was list- <laughs> I was really enjoying. And, uh, and then the first episode of the Gentleman Podcast and uh, so I, I listened to about five seconds of it, and I shut it off. Was it that good? <laughs> well, I was. It at was my that house. good. I was. In, I, I wasn't. It's not that I wasn't entertaining. Right. Uh, entertained by this. Uh, it was just that I ran out of time. All right. You know what I mean? We it's get that, that a lot. I, not that I lost. It's just that I ran out of time. You know, I hear that a lot about people who listen to our show. They're like, yeah. you know, I would listen. More. I ran out of yeah. time though. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Right. I run out of time. Yeah. I had to go get <clears throat> some Taco Bell. So right. I, I had to stop uh, listening to it's it. My dog a bath. Right. Well, there's a lot of excuses out there. Yeah, there are. And yeah. dogs love the Gentleman Podcast. That's by the true. Way. They do, and they can hear things in the podcast that you can't. Right. It's pretty amazing. So they kind of cock their head and yeah. perk up a little bit when if, you're. If yeah. you notice that, then that's actually a little extra layer that we we stuck mm-hmm. on there. So mm-hmm. um, we just make our voices really high <laughs> uh, yeah. that you can't hear. So. Right. Right. Uh, 
But anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> uh, once you listen to all those previous episodes of the Genova podcast, where you uh, podcast at Genova.com, it's going to have the links, the, the uh, things that we're going to talk about are going to be over there. And then you can also check out some previous beers that the MTS computer uh, has rated in the past. And uh, once you, once you do that, once you've done that, once you've completed that task in your life, you can reach out to me and Glenn and uh, you're going to want to do that. You're going to want to get in touch with this. I can sense it. Mm. I can just feel it through this mm-hmm. uh, medium of podcasting. I can sense that uh, you're going to want to get in touch with this, which you can do by sending a letter to the gentleman mailbag at P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044, where we get your letter. We'll put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know <laughs> is the Hall of Fame. And uh, we'll talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. We'll probably send you something back in return. Uh, we you know, depending on the tenor of your letter, mm-hmm. be careful about that. Mm-hmm. It can go a couple different ways. Tread lightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> Maybe a letter from our legal beagles. <laughs> you never know. You just never know. <laughs> uh, you thought we were kidding about that, but we weren't. <laughs> um, so anyway, the, uh, so, or failing that, Glenn, People out there can also send us an email. Howdy at gentleman.com. We're available all the time. Yeah. <laughs> For all your needs. For all your needs. Whatever they may be. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Glenn, okay, that's enough of that. Let's mm. stop talking about how to get in touch with us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's plenty of ways to get in touch with us. We mm-hmm. just went over all of them. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Um, <laughs> so, Glenn. That mm. means it's time to get into the media episode, which is the drink of the week this week. Yes. And uh, Glenn, this week, uh, I it's a it's a tearful, uh, wistful goodbye to a long, long lived beer that we've known for a long time. I don't know if we've loved it. We grew up with it. But yes, we cut our teeth as soon as we turned twenty one. Yeah, we were able to taste this for the very first time. Right. And uh, I, I do have I mean, I do have some memories of mm-hmm. this particular beer. This is a beer from just down the road, a little brewing company we like to call Free State Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are some local Lawrence, Kansas brewers that have been around since 1989, 1991, yeah. 1989. 1989, yeah. Uh, so they're, they're a long time. They're no strangers to the brewing game. They, they actually helped uh, influence changing the laws um, to allow breweries back in Kansas. That's right. Since the prohibition. Yeah. Which is a long time prior. That's a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. And uh, it had been a long time since Kansas rock and rolled. And uh, right. they, got, they got it rocking and rolling uh, once again. And uh, so anyway, Glenn, this is the uh, Free State Golden beer. Yes. And I thought it used to be called the Wheat State Golden. I think it did. Yeah. But so anyway... This is the gold. This is like, I always thought this was a wheat beer, and I think there is some wheatness in it. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't It doesn't say wheat beer anymore in the packaging. The point is, it's supposed to be like a golden German Kolsch-style beer, apparently, hmm. according to some pundits. I, th- I wonder if it's this, this gluten-free movement, Brian. Oh, it could be. They could like have you, to dial that back. Yeah, gluten beer. Mm-hmm. Extra gluten. Extra glutens in this one. <laughs> um... So anyway, Glenn, but the point where, where I was getting with this is that we've recently, it's come to our attention, you know, we have informants around town that will, uh, you know, give us the lowdown on certain things yeah. that other people aren't privy to. That's right. And it turns out we're breaking news here that the Free State Golden is actually going out the door. It's the way of the dodo. That's right. Apparently they have a new logger on the block 
it's it's I guess it's supposed to be more of a mass appeal kind of thing. Yeah. Because people don't like golden beers. These young these young punk loggers. Yeah. So they uh, they're kicking out the uh, the old golden and and bringing in the new lager. But before they do, I thought it was a great chance for us to run the golden into the MTS computer mm-hmm. and uh, find out what the official empirical, emphatical, enjoyable, unbelievably accurate MTS computer has to say about the Free State Golden. Mm. So, Glenn, without further ado, should we crack these open? And uh, we should. Do we have any stats on the on the? We do. On we the do. beer, uh, it's eight forty nine. Okay. Price huh. right so down the middle. Price is relatively nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the the IBUs were thirteen, and uh, so pretty low, which is good for us. Um, and then the alcohol by volume is five point one percent. Okay. So right, it's a very middle of the road. You know, as Kenny Loggins used to say. There's gold in the middle of the road. You know, as Margaret Thatcher used to say, Brian, if you stand in the middle of the road, you get hit from both sides. <laughs> I think that's what happened to the uh, Free State Gluten. Golden. Golden. Extra uh, gluten. Brian, we have a lot of changes in the in our local area concerning beer. We have the Free State Goldens going away. Uh, as of yesterday, you can now buy beer in grocery stores, which is... a <sighs> Which is uh, a weird thing for me. Yeah, um, in Kansas, is like I said. I mean, it wasn't. It was almost 1990 before we repealed some, you know, prohibition era laws, mm-hmm. um, and they still haven't quite done away with the fact that you can, like every other state, buy your your beer. And yeah, it's the craziest thing. We we couldn't. We could only. We had to go to liquor stores to buy full strength beer or alcohol. Yeah. Basically, we had three two beers at all our, our grocery stores and convenience stores. 3.2%. But that's gone away now. It's the times of the year are changing. And uh, so we can feel free to go to a local grocery store and uh, purchase wine, beer. No no liquor, I don't believe yet. We're no. Not, we're not losing. Whoa, Let's geez. not get out of control here. You know? Yeah. We don't I mean, need to do that. But <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, Brian, what's next? Are we going to be able to legally bet on sports now? I don't know. I mean, that's just crazy talk yeah it is crazy mm. talk. Cheers. okay cheers buddy same as it ever was yeah same as it ever same was same as it ever was <laughs> I don't know what to say about this I really don't you know it's not a bad beer but it's not particularly good either I actually like it I and think I, I like to... it more now the problem yeah gonna break out in a hives drinking it but so it wasn't long ago brian that i learned the best way to drink a free state golden beer or any wheat beer for that matter is you got to put a lemon in it oh yeah i've heard that kind of takes away the, it's like corona and lime well you gotta have a you gotta have a lime lemon. and a corona mm. gotta have a lemon and a wheat state yeah a free state golden okay well glenn uh let's say okay let's just say that you were going to put some you know, rating on this beer, just pull a rabbit out of the hat and yeah, some random thing that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. What, what would you, uh, what kind of a rating would you put on this? Sorry, I'm still, I'm still laughing at the fact you said you have literally nothing to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's wet. Yeah. Uh, it had some bubbles. Uh, it's weedy. It's kind of already got kind of a hint of a lemon or something in it. Mm-hmm. And it uh, doesn't matter because it's not going to be around in a week. So, right, uh, you're right, Brian. Why did I even, why did I even bother? Oh, uh, it is pretty refreshing. I will say that. Yeah, if it were warmer out, I mean, that would be that would hit the spot. 
Yeah, okay. I would liken it to, like, drinking a glass of milk, right? Like, you don't ever think to drink a glass of milk, but if somebody put it in front of you and you're like, you know what, all right. You take a drink and like, yeah. Glass of milk sounds good. Yeah. It's not bad. Why not? This is like a glass of milk. Mm -hmm. Very thin, weedy milk. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, If I had to give this a rating, this is really hard to do because I've had a couple of these in my lifetime. (laughs) But if I had to look at this objectively, and it won't matter... Because the computer will do the objective work for us. That's but, right. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would, I'm going to give this a 7.8. 7.8. Okay. I was going to go 8.1. Okay. I, 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 you know, I think it's, it's, although I did state that I did, I did not think it was either mm-hmm. particularly good, not particularly bad. 8.1. I, I think it's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. I'm sad to see it go. I am After too. all these years, it's one of their, one of their early hits. So it's an institution. Yeah. It's like if the BG stopped playing staying alive or something. Right. You know what I mean? They couldn't. That's and the then, only song. Then we're just do, left right? with what? <laughs> exactly. I mean, heroes like, yeah. you know, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other BG songs. Actually, that's not a BG song. That's David. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that's a, they made that for the Godzilla soundtrack, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. They did, uh, other BG songs. Uh, the, oh, uh, there's that one. <laughs> That's funny because the beaches are like the top, top selling recording artist of all time. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I kind of missed the mark on when they. Oh yeah, it's, anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, let's get to the point. Jeez, here. let's get down to brass tacks. Forget about the beaches for right. once. <laughs> this happens every episode. I know. We just get talking the anyway. But so what we were getting to was that we were going to run this through the MTS computer. Mm. And the MTS computer, for those of you who don't know. Is the legendary, empirical, infallible, unbelievably accurate, enjoyable, refreshing, refreshing, mustache twist scale computer? And the interesting thing about the mustache twist scale computer is that we completely built it based on Bitcoin, blockchain, algorithmic, mm-hmm. machine learning, mm-hmm. data science, mm-hmm. in order to have an unbelievably accurate scientific rating for beers. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's actually well, easier than it sounds. Yeah, we really wasn't we're that bad. We're just trying to puff our chests out here yeah. a little bit. So, but here's the point. Um, I'm going to type some facts in the MTS computer, and then it will spit out a printout. Spit out a printout, and I will go get that printout, and then I will sort through it, and I will summarize the findings of the mustache twistail computer um, for you here, and then we'll know uh, for once and for all, uh, for all of eternity, mm-hmm. what the actual uh, rating of the Free State Golden Beer is. So okay, so we said uh, the price was eight forty nine. Yes. Um, I said the IBUs were thirteen point five. Thirteen point five. Okay. That's, or was it thirteen point five? I believe it was thirteen. I think it was five. I'm trying to. You said thirteen. I don't know if there's a point five with it. Oh, I might have said there. Okay, that might be. I I'm just trying to track down the late. Okay, then we see. Yeah, thirteen. Okay. So, I, I mean the thirteen point five. That's according to my refined palate, which right. which apparently isn't so refined. I, I would trust my palate over the brewers. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Um, but anyway, Glenn, the uh, <laughs> I've used it for thirteen. Uh, the alcohol by volume is five point one percent. The OG mm-hmm. is eleven point five Play-Doh. Oh, yeah. Slash one point oh four six. So that's uh, that's interesting. And uh, the hot varieties are Nugget and Hollertau Herzbucker. 
The old nugget humbucker oh, yeah. Com- so, combination there. Uh, anyway, Glenn, I am going to. I, I'm hearing the end of the printoff. Yeah. It's coming over to the MTS computer. I'm going to go grab that. Okay. And then I'm going to come back. Okay. And then I'm going to read off what the okay. uh, mustache twist scale computer okay. had to say about uh, about the wheat stickle. Right. I'm just going to get this. Brian, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction here. Yeah. I'm going to predict that in a couple years' time, the hot new trendy beer is going to be the wheat beer. I now that they're so. all now that they're all going away. I think maybe we could pick up the mantle. You know, maybe uh, maybe we should move into making golden beers. Maybe we just start making gluten beers. Uh, uh, extra gluten. They got gluten free. Mm-hmm. Let's tip to the other side of the spectrum there. I, I think there could be something there. Okay, Glenn. Uh, well, I've got this report here. I'm going to flip through this real quick, right? Okay. So this is... You know, proprietary technology here. Some of those stuck together? Yeah, it's just gosh, so many pages of these things, and it's like. Okay, I found it here. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it turns out that the uh, Mustache Whiskey computer uh, has decreed that the Wheat State Golden is a seven point nine five. Whoa! On the Mustache Twist scale. Goodness! Unbelievable. Um, Very surprising wow. score. Uh, wow. But uh, emphatically, empirically accurate. Yeah, Brian, I went over to beersnob.com. Right. And These are our friends over at beersnob.com, which we uh, we mentioned just out of the kindness of our hearts because... Well, yeah, we have to. But we have to have checks and balances, right? Like right. the, uh, Like, you know, uh, in government, they have checks and balances, yep. all the different branches. Yep. This is like a, a, like a little sapling. It's not really a branch. It's more like a... Uh, a leaf mm-hmm. on the yeah gentleman tree a twig here. on the tree <laughs> twig on the tree so they have given the wheat state golden an aggregate score of a 7.04 unbelievable the the gall That's pretty low the gumption it's pretty low i mean even for a beer that i admittedly said wasn't that great they say it's a german kolsch yeah, that's I think what I said earlier. And yeah. they're right. Uh, if, yes, if that's absolutely correct. To you they earlier. are definitely yeah. correct about that. Really, Kolsch? That's a Kolsch beer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I guess we should ask Free State about that. Right. Well, this is the problem with beersnob.com. Yeah, they it's just true. Uh, you just never know. You can't trust them. Yeah. Thank God we have the uh, mustache Twisco computer. Okay, Glenn. Uh, moving on. Well, let's let's get into some interesting tax from gentleman.com mm. in the last two weeks or so, Glenn. And uh, leading off is our good friend Razorback. Mr. Razorback has posted this interesting tack, and it's called Scientists Create Chili Sauce That Mimics Venomous Spider Bite. Now, that's an interesting title. And you might think, oh, it's a little clickbaity, but actually it's not. It's actually very accurate. It's... <laughs> This pretty much sums up the story. Uh, Basically, some scientists somewhere. I don't know where. It doesn't matter. The point is, these scientists, they work all day. These two guys, and they're working in a lab all day. And what they're doing is they're they're studying arachnids Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And they were doing it. This reminds me of arachnophobia basically <laughs> they were they were studying the venom of these spiders and they found out that the the venom of this spider had a had properties that were similar to capsicum yes which is like green pepper you know um it's a it's a pepper and it gave them this idea why don't we create this hot sauce out of venom and so they set about to do that which already seems kind of like a bad idea but you know whatever 
Uh, but so then, but they quickly found out if they were going to sell a venom-based hot sauce, they needed to apply through the Food and Drug Society or whatever. I think yeah, this, this, this is an, they're in English. They're, they're based out of uh, yeah, Sandwich Kent. I would say well. There you go. Um, so anyway, the point is they had to, so in order to do that though they had to raise twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Before they could sell this venom based thing. Right. I don't know what. That Straight is. from spider venom, right? Yeah. Like, I believe that's what it says. Right out of their man. mandibles. So, uh, so then they <clears throat> talked about it for a year. Okay. I mean, there must not be going on like no, nothing much is going on at this lab. Right. Because he talks about these hilarious stories where they walk by and they mention this venom based hot sauce. <laughs> hot sauce. Yeah. How about some hot sauce with? spiders in them yeah exactly um so they decided hey but uh, they they hit upon a great idea they so they're biologists so they basically replicated a fake version of what this might taste like if they were to do it Mm -hmm. and they're selling that as a way to gain the money to uh raising the money to build the real deal i like this story brian it reminds me a lot of you and i right two dudes working together they have this crazy idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if dot, dot, dot. And they go out and they make that great idea. There was a spider. There's a spider, you know, based peeing in sauce. a cup that yep. they would use to. Yep. Uh, how do you get? Never mind. I don't want to know how you get spider venom. They, they put them to sleep and then they slight, they very mildly electrocute them. <laughs> they sing him their favorite songs. Yeah. They give them a warm glass of spider milk. And then within them. Then they electrocute them, so they basically make them pee their pants. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're little spider pants. Right. Well, uh... So anyway, then you get the venom, and then that is what... So but uh, so anyway, the real stuff isn't out yet, but no. the uh, they do have a synthetic version of the chili sauce, and I'm looking for the title of it. It's called Venom Chili Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple of things I really like about this article, Brian. Uh, one, it says that they took a year to really like refine the marketing yeah, and like the artwork down. for it. Let's get it down. Um, mm-hmm. and if you look at it, it's a white wrapper mm-hmm. with a picture of a spider mm-hmm. and the words venom chili sauce on it. Yeah. And it looks like a little, uh, a, almost a prescription bottle or something. It does. Like and yeah, it looks like some guys in the back peeling these off and just slapping them on the bottles as he sells them, mm-hmm. which actually might be what's happening here. So there's that. They took a year to do that. And then um, the other nice thing that's going on is they are wanting to use this curry sauce or chili sauce in other applications. So they're going to make uh, uh, curries and quesadilla sauce. I, I don't know. And and they even have plans for a mayonnaise that they're going to call venomaze. That's what the world needs. Venom-based mayonnaise? A venom-based mayonnaise. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think I'm ever going to try probably any of this stuff. No. Um, but uh, it's good to know that it's out there just in case. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe if you have an enemy that, uh, you know, there's always that guy, at, 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 you know, <laughs> it's like a coworker or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, I love hot stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing's too hot for me, you know? That's right. And uh, so maybe if this spider venom thing works out, you could slip on the spider venom one and say, well, what about this? And uh, in fact, in fact, if they're going to do this test for the Food and, Food and Drug Administration of mm-hmm. the UK, right? Maybe you could get some volunteers. You know, it's just I want it fresh, though. I'm going to squeeze a couple nibbles. drops out from a <laughs> say nibbles, yeah, niblets. 
<laughs> yep. No, that's what yeah. I want. That's what. That's the technical right. term for what where the venom comes from. Oh, spider. okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Niblets. Um. Well. Anyway, I uh, I'm reminded of the scene in Dumb and Dumber when they're eating the hamburgers and they keep putting hot sauce. Yeah. I imagine that's probably how hot it is, mm. where they're squirting ketchup into their mouth. And I would hope it's quite hot, but uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait a while to find out. I hope they raise that money, and then we'll be able to find out for sure. Maybe. Should we start a GoFundMe for them? I think it might. I think we might. Oh, we're, we're late to the party. Uh, I think we might already do that. Well, right anyway, on. Glenn, we'll, we'll report back on this like we always do. That, yes. Okay. Right. Well, speaking of reporting back, actually, we're not reporting back. We're just talking about something new. That's right. <laughs> On the next tech, um, our good friend Zamus mm-hmm. uh, has posted something and immediately grabbed my eye, Brian. Yeah, this Ma- this was this definitely needed to be on our site. Yes, me. it's titled "Insanely Muscular Monkey Spotted in Finland." Mm. If you have listened to the Gentleman Podcast before, you know that we have profiled some muscular animals before that's right there's roger the um kangaroo kangaroo who we, we talked about twice once upon figuring out or finding that he existed and then mm-hmm. another time with his, his passing his at passing yeah uh, who by the way roger has a child apparently yeah i've heard about that and the apple doesn't fall far from the, the i'm roo. excited about that because that means in three or four years we can we can bring him up again we can bring <laughs> roger's son back keep this category yeah, going of, exactly. uh, well anyway in a uh, zoo in Korakasari, Helsinki, there is a monkey. And um, I don't know his name. They don't know his name. He doesn't have a name. <laughs> yeah, he's nameless. But he's a white-faced Saki. It's actually right? a female, by the way. She is a she, white-faced Saki yeah. monkey. Uh-huh. And white-faced Saki monkeys are known for their musculature as they swing around all day on branches, like most monkeys do. Uh-huh. Uh, but the interesting thing here is that males tend to be bigger. They uh-huh. tend to be... The, the the bigger of the two genders and this is not the case with um this white face sake and brian despite what you may have heard uh males only have the white faces so really this this monkey actually has a kind of a darker face oh yeah than okay. the male counterparts that's how you know the difference between male Good and female email. okay thank you for yeah no worries out. but anyway this uh monkey looks terrified yeah it does um and i wish it had a name so that we could you know, I guess we could give it a name. It looks like, it looks kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Uh, like a very angry. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. I, I I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm going to steer clear of this monkey pen. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go to Helsinki and go to the zoo anytime soon. No. Well, and here's the deal. Uh, we don't know this monkey's name. Right. But we do know. Right. That this is likely to come up again because Roger came up a few different times. That's right. In the gentleman podcast. So from henceforth, uh, the muscular monkey in the middle <laughs> shall be, when we bring up the muscular monkey in the middle, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's right. And you heard it here first. That's right. Or second, if you visit the New York Post. The New York Post had this, they scooped us, but. Uh, <laughs> but barely. But barely. We were right on top of it. Don't worry about it. And um, Zamoose scooped them. Right. So, uh, yeah, this is a. He, uh, Zamus actually in the comments thought that maybe they should, um, uh, start a movie with, uh, the insanely buff monkey and Roger's son, idea. Roger the That's kangaroo's right. son. I can script it up. Like a nice sci-fi movie. I could write a treatment. <laughs> a treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I think that could work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just get something to put in front of some producers. Uh, it doesn't matter what it's about. Yeah. 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 Just, just, just the concept. It's like, it's Roger the monkey, right. muscular monkey in the middle. 
what else do you need? It writes itself. It writes itself. It's comedic gold. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Zamoose, for contributing that. As always, great work. Yes. Uh, And next up, Glenn, we have an interesting uh, tack that I posted to the site. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is called Phone Saves Man from Incoming Arrow. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) this is a story that... uh, I picked up on from the internet at a website called Popular Mechanics. Hmm. And uh, this took place down in Australia. So down under, Hmm. the victim of this situation, this nasty situation, woke up one morning, walks out his front door, looks around, and uh, one of his neighbors is out there aiming a bow and arrow. And his right at him, basically. (laughs) Uh, and so he was understandably, uh, shaken by this, uh, but he decided to get some quick evidence of this thing. So of course his natural reaction was to reach for his phone and take a picture of this. Right. And just as he did so, the, uh, unknown assailant known to him, unknown to us, shot his arrow at this guy Mm -hmm. and it went through his phone and stopped. I think it, it, knocked the phone out of his hand and it scraped the guy's chin mm-hmm. but it basically saved his life yeah because the phone stopped the arrow and then stopped it from hitting the guy so which is unbelievable and i don't know if it was a mistake i mean you'd like to think somebody wouldn't just shoot somebody with an arrow but i don't know what the history is of their relationship so um yeah it says that the victim was known mm-hmm. or excuse me the victim knew the uh, alleged arrower mm-hmm. and uh why why does all the weird stuff happen in australia Brian? i don't should say all of it I don't know. the u.s gets its own share of weird weird things yeah. that happen yeah it's true um we seem to talk about australia in or inordinate amount though keeps coming up yeah, it does it really does well glenn uh thankfully uh for one time you, somebody that was trying to take a picture with their phone was saved by that instead of the opposite that's right so, phone, despite what you may read, phones can save your life. That's true. And taking pictures with them actually does uh, right. come in handy sometimes. So Right. Wow. You just never know, Glenn. You just never know. And they started with they, they started that article with a little story about Teddy Roosevelt. Right. Who actually, somebody tried to shoot him one time, yeah. and he happened to have something in his breast pocket. Right. His, his glasses and his notes for his uh, yeah, a, a notebook. Yeah, happened to s- slow the bullet down enough for him to continue to give his speech after the... <laughs> which is, uh, it's pretty incredible. But what else do you expect from Teddy Roosevelt? Right. The speech must go on. The speech must go on, Glenn. And much like the podcast must go on. And uh, next up, we're going to talk about the toast this week, Glenn. And uh, this week... Look, last time we had the podcast, we went through our final four picks. We were all excited because mm-hmm. it was March Madness time. That's right. Great time of year. Glenn and I have a local watering hole that we visit every year. Um, Sometimes more than once. Beers are had. Conversations are had. Wings are had. Laptops are spread out. Uh, all debris kinds of, everywhere. Debris <laughs> everywhere. It's, it's a good time. And uh, Glenn, this week I wanted to toast the... Final Four teams, mm. which uh, you know were they—they're always surprising. You know, looking back in hindsight, the ones that they got picked. So, what we ended up with in the Final Four was 
Virginia, which was a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, which I believe was number, number two. two. Number two seed. Uh, Texas Tech, which I think was a four. Th- three seed. There was a three? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Auburn, who I believe was a five. Five seed. Yeah. And uh, so those are the four Final Four teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia, surprising after they got beaten in the first round last year. And first, they almost lost again. They almost they had problems in the first, in the first round. round. Yeah. Uh, but they made it all the way to the Final Four. Auburn was kind of underrated. They were uh, obviously the the fifth, you know, fifth seed, mm-hmm. the highest highest seed to make the uh, to make the final four. Yeah, SEC did an uh, did an about face this year and had they, I think they had the most teams in the Elite Eight, I believe, or something like that, or maybe it was a Sweet Sixteen. Um, but they had they had several several teams go a little bit further this year than a lot of people would have expected. They had a lot of teams. They had a lot of teams. Yeah, the SEC did. Uh, so that, so and Auburn was one of them. Auburn. Um, you know, did uh, they surprised a lot of people this year? And they had problems in the first round as well. Yeah, and they had problems in the second round too. Well, seemed pretty easy to me. Well, KU uh, really put them through the. Pay- I think what they did. I think no, they destroyed KU. They just they just took them behind the woodshed. It Charles was hard Barkley. to watch. Charles uh, Barkley. That's the worst part. He's like, loving it. Oh yeah, he was. I, I used to get annoyed by Charles Barkley, but now that we read that story on the Gentleman Podcast right. about his friend, mm-hmm. that he just, you know, struck up a friendship with some normal dude and and had a great. Uh, uh, I don't remember which. I think it's podcast number one fifty three. Sure. And uh, that's uh, yeah. That that story warmed my heart, and so I've warmed up to Charles Barkley since then. So the weekend after KU was summarily dismissed by mm-hmm. the Auburn Tigers. Um, one of the local Kansas City radio stations, uh, the a sports station, had Charles Barkley on. Oh yeah, and he was in town for at the Sprint Center for oh, the yeah. for the regional there, uh-huh. and I I was like, oh, this is gonna be awful. You know, I don't want to listen to this guy. And he was actually like really, he was really gracious about it all in his own way. And he also like the thing that I was really surprised about is that the the sportscasters were kind of making fun of him like to his uh-huh. face, mm-hmm. like kind of just digging at him. They kept digging at him. He just didn't he didn't care. Yeah. He just kept taking it, and then he like complimented the town. It was it was like he just didn't care what anybody thought about him. Yeah, that's just kind of how you think about Charles Barkley. And yeah. he he was making fun of himself, and they were just like, "Well, this is you know like you, you could tell that they wanted to like really kind of like poke him a little bit, and he just wasn't going to have it." He's and it was it was great. I, a celebrity I'll, like that got to have all kinds of people poking at you. Yeah, sure. he's <laughs> he was talking about how he he was in his hotel room watching the games, um, and. He he had a name for like the meal he had, but basically he told the the wait staff to pile meat by his door, and he had to eat through it to get to the to get outside or something. Anyway, hmm. apparently he likes some barbecue. So oh, okay, well, can't fault him for that. <laughs> uh, so then, okay, so he's an Auburn alum. That's why we were talking about him. And right. Then right. we have well Texas Tech Big Twelve team, Chris Beard. Uh, what is this his third year on the job? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been an unbelievable uh, hire uh, for Texas Tech. Yeah, um, he, he really they they really got amped that, that up. Yeah, they got things going there. Um, so that's pretty impressive. And then finally, we have uh, Michigan State Sparty uh, Sparty with uh, Tom Izzo, who uh, hasn't missed the Final Four in the last twenty years. So. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that man. See, that guy is pretty consistent about going pretty far in the tournament. I guess he's been, he's made some early exits, but it's it's mostly it seems like he goes pretty far. Feels like it doesn't matter how his teams are seated. Yeah, the regular season seems to not really matter all that much to him. He seems to be able to get it get it going, yeah, and maybe that's because of his uh, tactics in. 
uh, inspiring his team. Yes. To be successful. Borderline punching them out. Yeah, there was the controversy this year about, <laughs> I believe it was the second round uh, team that they were playing, maybe. I don't remember which team it was, but uh, one of the players had done something. And I just remember seeing all these headlines about Tom Izzo gets angry at player on bench. I was like, wait, th- th- this is every basketball coach that's ever. Right. Well, not quite. He yeah. he went he took it he turned the amp up to eleven. Yeah. Uh, there he was just short of the team had to hold him back, which is really funny because Brian, you had a fiery coach in Frank Martin, yeah, K State. Mm-hmm. No, coaches. I didn't play for Coach Martin, but no, but I just watched him on television. You were there, I mean, in spirit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, he he caught some guff for for being a little too fiery at that he point. Was, he was intense, man. He was an intense guy. But I think people let Izzo slide because. He's a little. Th- he kind of comes off as like he, he also has this this kind of weird personality. That's I'm mean, not saying it's weird, but he's he's also very emotional guy. Yeah, and he kind of he just seems like a nice guy most of the time. But <laughs> most then he of the flips time, a switch, <laughs> and he's totally nuts or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. What if you guess is a lot of people? I don't know. I don't know the guy, mm-hmm. but I know he listens to the Gentleman Podcast. Right. So thanks, um, Tom. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Glenn, or Tom, uh, we we uh, encourage you to continue coaching in your style. Yeah, that's right. You doesn't be you, matter man. what the critics say. That's right. That's right. So anyway, Glenn, those are the four teams. Um, Just keep hanging banners. I thought it was a good. It was a good year. It was a good, exciting tournament. There's a lot of exciting games, especially in the Elite Eight. It there really like there were. were some really good, uh, some really good teams. That Duke could, had like three nail biters in a row. Yeah, they did. It was close. So, um, so anyway, Glenn, uh, toast to the all the teams of the Final Four. Well done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that okay Glenn well that means it's time for the uh, hot button topic. topic and uh, this week Glenn um, this is interesting mm. there were a couple of independent posts to the gentleman website which uh, are kind of in the same vein no pun intended um, one was entitled <laughs> Artificial meat, UK scientists growing bacon in labs. And the second one uh, was called The Impossible Burger is Coming to Burger King. And mm. The Impossible Burger is, for those of you that are uninitiated, is a plant based, 100% plant based burger. Mm. Okay. So, Glenn, um, we're starting to see more and more of this fake meat mm-hmm. becoming a, uh, a, a, more of a reality. I mean, in fact, we can we can buy impossible burgers at Burger King, of all places. So uh, my question to you, Glenn, is uh, what uh, are you for this or against it? Well, Brian, I'm against it. I can tell. Yeah, I can tell. you got the body language. Yeah, you got the body arms language. crossed. Yeah. Threw you're, up a little bit of my mouth when you were talking about it. To be fair, you're a very pro meat kind of guy. I mean, right? I like it. Yeah, I like it, Brian. You like it. Um, yeah. Look, you can't call it meat if it's grown in a lab. It's not meat. All right. Hashtag fake and bacon. All right. You you just can't. What is what is Burger King thinking? Uh, it is an interesting question. It is. Did yeah. they say how much the Impossible Burger is going to be? A dollar more than the other Whoppers. Wow. So when the uh, so when the original Impossible, I mean, uh, Impossible Burger came out, mm-hmm. I'm going to say like three or four years ago. Yeah. 
And yeah, we, we talked about the right. Impossible Burger. We scooped that podcast. Yeah, <clears throat> it was a, it was a hot button. I think you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the issue with that was that the meat was uh, it, w- it was really really expensive. Yeah, it was high, it was too pricey for for um, that to, to to make it into stores and stuff like that. So that means, Brian, that tells me that the good people of Burger King are subsidizing 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 plant-based burgers it could making be. them cheaper it could be artificially so, bringing the market down re- yes right regular ju- and what do maybe maybe this is happening i don't know i'm just putting something out there what you if you wouldn't want to make any allegations what if the government is behind it all right what if the government is behind plant-based burgers mm, entering our mm-hmm. commercial have you, have you seen soylent green <laughs> i have not okay well, but i might into it. i might i've heard of that and I will tell you this, I just want to try it to see what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that is interesting, yeah, what it would taste like. I don't know. <laughs> and the other article that was about the fake bacon was a little different than the Impossible Burger. It yeah. was centered around uh, meat that's being grown in labs. Yes. So essentially, they have these crazy labs, and there's a whole process around this that I'm going to say works like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not oversimplifying. Even though it might, it might not actually work at this in any way. Um, but we, they, they take actual animal cells. Mm-hmm. So like chicken cells or, you know, maybe pork cells. And they use some kind of a scaffolding. And then they use that to grow more cells until they have an actual kind of, um, I believe they said it was a texture of like ground beef. So it could never be like a, you're not, you know, it's not going to be like a, steak or right, something like that right. you know well this is this is this is the alpha version so maybe beta yeah yeah, yeah. might be a whole well, there you go <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway the point is they, they grow this stuff so anyway this lab that they were kind of featuring in this article was using grass as the scaffolding so like all natural scaffolding for this stuff that would be consumable and all that stuff but it's still too it's still too crazy to to really sell it i think uh, from what i got the article but there was some company in there was saying that they were going to come to market with chicken nuggets that were based on this um very soon huh which yeah that, that sounds terrible to me, brian to me i was like well that's you know it's already been done I mean, McDonald's has been doing this for like right. <laughs> 30 years, man. Like, <laughs> that's not real chicken. That's man, lab grown, delicious chicken. Do you see nuggets walking grown. around? Exactly. No, you don't, Brian. Yeah, it's lab grown, but we're okay with that. I, I'm not. I'm probably gonna go to McDonald's. Well, Glenn, let this. me let me lay this on you. Okay, okay? I'm for this. I, I thought you were. I'm I'm excited about this change huh. in uh, and my ability for choice. You know, now I can choose whether I want a oh. burger patty that's meat hmm. or maybe a plant-based burger today. You know what I mean? Maybe. <laughs> I haven't been to Burger King in like 100 years. No. <laughs> Man, there used to be one. I used to drive by it all the time. And I just remember the smell and the smoke and just be like, Ugh. I think Burger King got bought by a, like one of those, you know how this works? I want to say it's a it's a conglom- like a venture capital company or something like that. Okay, you know, just some un- random big company buys Burger King, and you know they're just doing crazy stuff now. You know what I mean? <laughs> just letting it all hang out. The, the chicken fl- fries, you know. Yeah, uh, they have those, all. They have hot dogs at one point. Yeah, uh, they've I done re- some weird things. They have done. I remember back in the day they tried table service. Really? Yeah. 
I went to a I went to a Burger King where they were piloting tables. You went to one. Yeah. It oh was, my gosh. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, was it in the States? It, it was, was incredible. It was in Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> what are you doing at my table? Yeah, it was a little weird. They also had tacos at one point. Do you remember the tacos? I do. <laughs> do you remember the tacos? No. They had tacos. Were they good? They were the weirdest. <laughs> I don't even know. They Yeah, they also had a... Um, maybe, maybe I'm making this up. I thought they had like a weird... <laughs> Rolly sandwich with like it's like a burger in the middle. Probably they, they, I don't they've, know. they've done anyway. They've done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm kind of weirded out by the lab grown <laughs> stuff, but the the Impossible Burger is just you know plant based. You know it's supposed to it's supposed to be engineered to look and taste and seem like the real deal. So I'm intrigued by this. Yes, you know uh, this this could be big because especially Glenn, you have to understand. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, as the world po- world's population grows, mm. these steaks that we are, you know, you and I are, you know, grilling every night, mm-hmm. these T-bone steaks, <laughs> you know, they, they may not be around in the same, we, it, it might be harder for us to get our hands on them. So we might have to get a, uh, a lab-grown or a plant-based steak in the future, which I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. <laughs> and I'm not surprised. But you're a you, purist. You're a barbecue purist, right? Right. You That's, keep your seaweed burger. Yeah. Which I enjoy very much. Huh. Well, if it... Look, if it... I'm not going to discriminate, right? If it looks like a duck and it... If you can grill it. Crunches like a bacon. Yeah. <laughs> you can grill the, it. The, the, the lab thing is really weird. It's bizarre. I don't really understand how that's supposed to work. They had a diagram. Yeah. Oh, well. The, uh, there you go. You know, that, that had, explains it. Like there was a pig on it and there were some cells. I don't know. But there was something about how it takes like hundreds and thousands of fibers to grow like one piece of bacon. (laughs) It seemed very implausible that this, but you know, these early versions of things, they always improve on them and get them better. It's true. And if the goal is to get a slice of bacon and maybe 20, 30, 40, hey, maybe in 50 years we can have. A lab-grown slice of bacon. Dude, isn't that like how a bad guy in Spider-Man started? Like, wasn't he... Uh, like, Venom, wasn't it all about... Could be. Yeah. I, Spider-Man was started because of that. Well... Right? Sp- spiders? Lab? I, well, be- I believe... Uh, there was a lab. Yeah. Okay. There was a lab. They there were growing somewhere. things. Yeah, they were growing things. Yep. So, so... So, there you go. I guess there's something good can come out of yeah. that. Yeah. A superhero that fights crime. Basically. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I am. I wish. Okay. So this Impossible Burger is over in Burger Kings in St. Louis, and uh, so it's really close. We should take a four-hour drive, Brian. Uh, yeah, it's real close to us. We're not that far away. Um, but I am intrigued. I will say that if Burger King did have the Impossible Burger here in town, I didn't have to go out of town for it. I would consider getting one, not to eat it and enjoy it. <laughs> Right, Why but would just you... to try it. Yeah, I, I just know? want to know. Just to know. Actually, what am I, I dealing with here? I would get a regular burger because I haven't had that for a long time. For oh burger yeah, King. you got to have some point of reference. Right. Would, yeah. Yeah, and then I would try the Impossible Burger. I haven't had a Whopper. I mean, I haven't been a Burger King a long time. <laughs> Whopper, and that was just not my go-to. Yeah. I used to go there regular hamburgers, which were just the little the little guys. That was my go-to. What was on the Whopper? Was it just? It's just a really large. Burger. Oh, okay. I don't remember how big it is. I, I was never Burger King guy. 
Yeah. Give me Mickey D's or give me death. When I was in high school, they had a deal that was two burgers, two fries, two bucks. Whoa. Which, when you're a high schooler, that's a deal right there. We always looked for some place that was around two bucks, Steve. Yeah. Damn, Burger King was on the list. (laughs) (laughs) They were on the list. Uh, There's a local establishment that closed eh, probably five or six years ago called Bucky's. Oh, uh, over where uh, Beamer's Barbecue is now. Oh, okay. But anyway, this this place was a burger joint, thin, uh, you know, restaurant style or oh. the the thin burger. Okay. And they had a five burgers, five fries, five dollars. Yeah. My brother would go and order two of those, and just my brother is like half of me. He's the skinniest guy, like, right. and he can just all in one sitting when he does yeah. That? Oh, really? It was. That's stupid. Yeah. I, I don't know how. I don't huh. know how we... Interesting. But yeah. He, anyway. Well, uh, you know, maybe we should uh, maybe we should tell him about the Impossible Burger. He'd probably try it. See if, He's done uh, some Impossible well, things. That, okay, so then we could sidestep all the all the effort then. Yeah. We could just observe. And? Yeah. <laughs> Can you write that down? How does that make you feel? How many fingers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. It is. I'm not going to strange deny that. times. It is strange times. The free state gluten is going away. Mm-hmm. There's plant-based burgers. Yeah. It's like the future. All of a sudden, here we are. You know? It just happened. It just happened. The overnight. future just happened before our eyes. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, we'll have to see, we'll have to see how this goes. I'm excited about it. I'm not. You're not excited no. about it? No. We'll see which side of history mm. we're on. I think I know. Yeah. Me too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, final segment of the Gentleman Podcast, which mm. is the questions from the Gentleman Mailbag. And uh, this week, Glenn, um, time for a it's time for a final four gut check. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's correct. Uh, we made some bold predictions mm. a couple of weeks ago, yes. and uh, it's time to uh, own up to how accurate our predictions were. Um, and uh, Glenn and I both had our picks for the final four on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't I, I don't know for sure what Glenn's ended up being, but I wasn't as accurate as I would have envisioned mm. myself being. So Glenn, what, how did your final four picks t- turn out there? Brian, if, if we go back and listen, mm-hmm. or we can look at the sheet of paper that has my picks on them. Um, I have Michigan State. Uh, okay, so that's I, I have one. Michigan I have, State. Yeah, there okay, we go. They good. made it okay. in. Uh-huh. Had Gonzaga. They did not make it in. Okay. Well, that's they were one seed. They mm-hmm. broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I thought they were. I thought this was this was the year. Uh, the Tar Heels, North Carolina. I had them going all the way they into did, the championship game. Into the, winning the championship. Winning game. championship game. They wow. did not. Okay. They will not. Mm. And I also had the Tennessee Volunteers. Volunteers. Mm-hmm. The Vols. They they did not. They, they did will. not make it. Who no. beat the Vols? Was it Virginia or... No, it wasn't Virginia. It was somebody else. Oh, Ob- Auburn. Oh, was it Auburn? No. That can't be right, can it? No. Uh, no, it's not. It, maybe it was Virginia. Could have been Virginia. Okay. Well, somebody did. Yeah, somebody beat them. Yep. And apparently it doesn't matter that much because we don't remember. Doesn't matter. Not going to win my bracket. <laughs> yeah, okay, Glenn. So, um, okay. So, you got one out of the four. I got one out of the four. So 25% accuracy. 25%. Okay. Uh, so me, Glenn, mm-hmm. uh, I got all the f- all four of them correct. Really? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, not even close. <laughs> uh, so, I had, so I had Duke. Yep. 
not only going to the final four, but I had Duke in the championship game and then winning the championship mm. game. And a lot of people did because they're the first overall pick. First know? overall pick. It was not very imaginative on my part. I will say that I did have, when I was picking my bracket, I was like, I don't know. Izzo's kind of, he's eh, he's shifty. He can get in there. I know he can. He always then, does. Finds a way. But then I was just, I got sucked in to the whole dick. Or <laughs> <laughs> It's a Freudian slip there, Brian. <laughs> Get sucked into the hole. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I got... Duke. I got sucked into the whole Duke. Yes. I got sucked into the whole Duke thing. You know, all the hype. Zion Williams. Uh... All the other guys right. on Duke's team. O.J. Barrett. <laughs> yes. And that's some other guy. players. And some other people. Yeah. And Coach K. All right. And some assistants. Yeah. Um, I got sucked into that whole thing. And uh, so I got that one wrong. But, mm. uh, you know, I was close on the. Okay. But, um, and then I had, I believe, okay, so then I had Michigan, right, in the other bracket, which actually turned out to be Texas Tech, I believe. Yes. Um, so uh, I had picked Michigan there. I liked John Belene. Yep. Didn't work out for me. He, he let me down, you know? He let, I, he let I, I should send down. him an angry letter about that. You know, you really let me down, John. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Not going to happen again. Not going to happen again. Um, okay. And then uh, I picked K-State. Yep. Kansas State, you know, mm-hmm. like probably like 99% of the people in the country mm-hmm. picked mm-hmm. to be in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, that did not happen because they lost in the first round. Well, so, can't I mean, win them all, Brian. You know... It, it it's hard to say what I mean. It's all about matchups, and if they had pulled off that first round matchup, would they win the national championship? It's hard to say. It yeah. is. It yeah. is hard to say. I mean, no losing to Duke in the championship would have been in some dimension. They won the national championship, right? You know what I mean. Uh, Physics, I think, would uh, back that up. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there's a parallel universe. Yeah, there's a universe out there where that actually happened. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't that far off, right? And then finally, um, I had North Carolina. In the uh, Midwest region, which uh, they, I, I had them going to the national championship game, but losing to Duke. And so uh, they got beat by Auburn the other mm-hmm. night, and they did not make it either. Auburn is steamrolling. And those guys, they really turned it on as wow. soon as they, I mean, I had heard, I'd kind of, I've never watched them play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't watch, I don't think I watched any of their games this year, but um, I, I just anecdotally heard a couple people talking about their picks for the final four and they were talking about how auburn was really like coming on towards the end of the season and man they weren't joking because when i when i watched them play it was it was pretty incredible they just blitz they just came out and ran away to a, like a 20 point lead or 30 point lead in the first half and it was just and i watched i watched the north carolina game and it, that one really wasn't close either they they i mean it, it, it got so down fast it got down within i think six with 10 minutes left to go or something like that and but they just never really relented that uh that no. lead so well brian the one good thing that came of this year's you know final four or the the, the tourney up to the final four anyway is that my youngest daughter mm-hmm. um hanging around my her, her grandfather my mm-hmm. father-in-law yep um picked up a few things about basketball okay um so we were at my house just you know my immediate family mm-hmm. father father-in-law wasn't there and we're watching the game, and my daughter asked me, Dad, which team are you cheering for? And I said, Good well, question. not the blue ones, because right. that's Duke. And she looks at me, and she goes, oh, no, Duke. Their middle name is Dukies. 
She's right. That's true. No dookies. No dookies. And I, yeah. no, yeah. Okay, I get, you know, I think a lot of people would agree with you. A lot of people would disagree. Yeah. Uh, they're the team that everybody loves to hate. East Coast biased. Well, that's true. They, uh, yeah. Well, Zion didn't uh, lead them to the promised land. No, it did not. No. Well, it's always next year. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's always next year. He'll be year. back. Well, regardless, we had a good time going to Henry T's. We did. Um, and enjoyed the uh, the March Madness as we usual. Did. It was a it was a pleasant time had by all. Everyone. All of us. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Glenn. But yeah, so it's all fun and games uh, until your bracket gets busted. Which was the first day. Yeah, pretty much. The first day. I was feeling, you know, it's always, I always get, um, it's always funny these picking these brackets because uh, I get tricked into thinking when I'm picking the bracket, I'm like reading these games that I picked and I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this bracket's going to be rock solid. This is going to be fine. <laughs> Infallible. And then the last couple of years, it seems like it's been like most of the time the, the favored team pulls it off, you know? Yeah. And then I'm checking my bracket. I'm like, oh yeah, I only have two or three teams that I, I didn't get right. This is great. <laughs> meanwhile, everybody else in the restaurant all picked the exact same team because right. they're all the favorites to win. Right. Then chaos happens in the second round, third round. And then all of a sudden, by the time you get to the elite eight, everything's screwed. Yada, yada, yada. Auburn's in the final four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, I fell for that trap again. I, I I have that hubris every year where I think, oh, this is the year. I've got the perfect bracket. I'm going to get that billion dollars from, uh, what's his name? Warren, Warren Beatty. Buffett. Uh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. <laughs> Dick Tracy? Dick Tracy, yeah. <laughs> uh, Warren Buffett. Yeah. Is it a billion or a million? No, it's like a million dollars oh. or something like that. But uh, maybe next year. He could spare a billion. Yeah, he's got plenty. Plenty of billions. Yep. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, there's always next year, yep. which we will look forward to mm-hmm. and discuss a year from now on the Gentleman Podcast. That sounds good to me, Brian. Okay. Uh, well, um, hopefully our final four picks will work out better for next year. And I'm going to think about mine and start diagramming stuff immediately yeah. to get ready for that. The the too early. What's the, what's the the too early top 20 rankings? Is that what they do? Like oh, right yeah. after the tournament's over? I, I'm going to be, I'm going to do computer models. I might uh, use some of the MTS's downtime to run through simulations. Ooh. Just okay. in case. You're going to use some of that CPU? Any edge that I can get. is <laughs> Just simulate games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh and so any edge i can get okay i'll take it you know what i mean okay ruthless yeah competitor yep i will do my customary seven minutes to fill out a bracket seven minutes to i think heaven. you beat me this year by the way because you got the final four team so i think you probably beat me maybe we have to do that we have to call we have to sometimes there's some weird stuff that happens but we have a way to scale so final yeah. four team usually usually win we'll see we'll see Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, that's the end of episode number 156. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you in two weeks for episode number 157. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansbury. See you guys in two weeks for episode number 157. Thanks for listening. Good night. Sayonara.